Hey guys, welcome back. This is Lost Arts Radio, and this is our continuing series of conversations with Gabriel, with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Uh, we've been off air for a couple of weeks with it for all kinds of complicated reasons and starting late today for technical issues, but we're back. And there's a lot of important information that's going to come out today. Dr. Cousins has offered to continue with a great slideshow that he put together on uh, the climate change issue, which is a, a big uh, discussion point worldwide right now. And what I would like to remind people is when you're listening to a presentation like this, try to be open-minded. You know, remember the attitude of real science, which is 100% open-minded and 100% skeptical at the same time of everything. And that way you're not saying in advance it has to be this way, and uh, if it doesn't agree with what I already heard, then I won't listen. Uh, it's very valuable, and the real scientific attitude is you want to know whatever is true, not what agrees with your preset point of view. So this applies to even things as controversial as global warming or global cooling or climate change or no climate change. Um, my suggestion is drop all the ego issues out of it, and uh, just be interested in whatever we have to look at. And that's the spirit in which I brought into the show previously the information from Dr. Easterbrook, which was really uh, important. And most people won't look at it because it calls into question the whole correlation between carbon dioxide levels and global temperature. And Dr. Easterbrook's presentation was important because he took the trouble to find the non-adjusted data, the original data, before it was changed, corrupted, to prove a point. And, you know, he didn't get a very good reception because the United Nations and everybody connected with it said, you must be terrified of global warming and climate change. And if it doesn't get warmer, you must be terrified that it's not getting warmer and it might be getting colder and that you know we have to give up all our freedom in order to solve the issue so rather than fall for that and get into the attitude of just de defending one point of view be interested to find out what's true and in that spirit we can get a lot out of what dr cousins has agreed to share with us today so welcome dr cousins thanks for being here well thank you that was a great introduction, so thank you for that. Sure. Um, we're going to start, like we do, with a little bit of dancing, because even though things are very difficult in the world, it's good to dance for spiritual joy, because the human spirit needs to keep expressing love and joy and not be brought down as the globals would like to do to us. Moving the body changes everything, too. Yeah. So... We'll start there, and then we'll, we're going to do uh, Dance for Three Minutes, and we're going to go into doing a world healing visualization for about five minutes, six minutes. Um, then we'll, I'll talk about it more once we get into it. And then we'll talk about cycles of global warming and cooling that have been going on only for 650,000 years. Nothing new here. So, it just shows they were evil people burning petroleum six hundred and fifty thousand years ago, and nobody knew about that before. Yeah, uh, I, I think the the important thing to understand when we see it, why why are we doing this? Is there so many lies, so many distortions, so many ways to confuse people, and what I uh, you know, and go into fear? What Richard talked about here is that, oh, yeah, well, we've we got to go hide out or we have to stop energy. Well, well the fact is we're in global cooling now. Since uh, 2000, 
1998. And very gentle, like one degree centigrade by 2010. I went over it in the last time we talked. But it's it's getting, you know, slight. But you only need slight to have gold cooling that's going to uh, very adversely affect the growing of crops, which is happening in a variety of ways. And lead and in cycles of global cooling, that's when you have world starvation. Right. And just when that happens, the U.S. government and allies are cutting off fertilizer production by stopping oil supplies. Yeah. So, these people know about it, even though they're trying to invent, oh, it's all about global cooling, we have to protect ourselves from that. No, we're not talking climate change, we're talking normal cycles of global warming and global cooling that have been having for 650,000 years. That's kind of a little bit of a summary of the last uh, session we did. Okay. And maybe what we do, Doug, when we start, let's go back to one of the uh, graphs that shows the cycle change just so people can see it. And then we'll hop back to uh, slide 33. Okay? Okay, that's Doug in the background. He does a great job for us. So uh, let's start with a little prayer. Uh, merging of heavens and earth. So now we'll do a little bit of dancing, and I'm inviting everybody to dance because we have to get that spiritual joy going. We need to be sovereign in spiritual joy. No one, no one can take that away from us. Okay, Doug.
Okay, great. Now we're going to do something a little different. We've developed a world healing meditation, including healing ourselves, that we want to spread around the world. And we're asking everybody to do it at uh, 10 o'clock Israeli time. So wherever you are. So if you're on the East Coast, it would be 3 o'clock. If you're on the West Coast, it would be noon. Okay? But the whole idea is the power of group meditation literally can change sunspots. Okay? Literally. We, we've shown that. That when people are meditating with the Peace 21, uh, researcher Bro Payne was able to show for four years in a row meditating on equinox and solstice, we could decrease the amount of sunspots, you know, at that time, as compared to other times when we weren't doing it. So we have a a solar system effect, at least, tied to measure the galaxy, okay? So we have power. We are not powerless. We have a power to shift the consciousness of the planet. That's what I'm talking about. So that's why we're going to to do this. And, and I'm going to ask, and I'm sharing this, and it takes about five minutes, seven minutes. Uh, I'm sharing this to say, please, go ahead and do it. You know, and we can shift what's going on in the world. We literally have that power. It says five will chase away 100, 100 will take away 10,000. So think about a thousand or ten thousand people doing this all at the same time every day. We can do this, okay? So here it goes. So close your eyes and imagine the multi levels uh, of, of consciousness and of uh, and. and at the very point, we call it the center point of source or center point of God, depending how you like to term it. And there's a release of this cosmic white process light coming around the planet, coming up through the base of the planet, up through the chakras of planet Earth, until reaching us standing on the top of the, the planet and going up through us to the lighted gland. The lighted gland is two finger breaths below the belly button and three fingers inside. Now, the lighted gland is the source of the sacred feminine energy in the body. It's, an, it's like a center point. So we're releasing the sacred feminine energy coming up in a counterclockwise way, going all the way through all the chakras up to the head, all the way to the center point of God or source, and it releases the sacred masculine energy coming down in a clockwise way, going down through the pineal, activating and turning on the pineal, which is the masculine center point. So we have the masculine center point being activated, giving off white pearlescent light, and the feminine point in the lytic land giving off light. And these two cycles are circling around through the earth and back up again and down through us, back through the earth. And right in the thymus point, which is right above uh, kind of central heart point, thymus heart point, they come together. And there's an explosion of white pearlescent light energy that's so strong it begins to burn up all the dark forces within ourselves, all the nanobots and all the things that whoever got injected, you know, spike proteins, it's burning it all up. And it's bringing up all sources of darkness within ourselves. And then it begins to spread from us like in a giant cylinder, spreading out, burning up all the dark forces in the planet, Above, below the surface, on the surface, and above the surface. And it begins to spread, and this white pearlescent light is so powerful, it begins to burn up all the, 
the dark forces in the solar system, the sun, the moon, all the planets. And then it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it's clearing up the whole galaxy. And finally, all of the dark forces in creation are burnt up. Okay. And that we kind of go into the nothing. Now, at the same time, that explosion of white, pearlescent light, begins to extend outside of our heart into every cell. Like, so there's truest force of, of light coming out of us that's activating every cell in our body. And it continues to expand out from our heart and the sphere affecting everyone and everything around us. Every animal, every plant, every piece of earth is turned on and every human being is filled and activated. The light within them is activated. And this goes around the planet in a circle of light. And then from that circle, a sphere of light surrounding the planet, it radiates down and everyone is filled with this white pearlescent light and this light is so strong that the consciousness of the planet is elevated by the light. And in united, every plant, every rock, because they can resonate, every amphibian, every fish, every mammal, every bird, and every human says, peace prevails on earth. And we can repeat it again. Peace prevails on earth. Peace prevails on earth. Now close your eyes for a moment and feel that peace. Okay, that peace is our true heritage. And we are now changing the thought form energy on the earth. We're elevating the global mind. We're elevating global consciousness. And I ask to share this. I ask everyone to share it as much as possible. Um, At 10 o'clock, roughly speaking, um, we all do it together around the planet. 10 o'clock, again, Israel time, noon, West Coast time, 3 p.m. East Coast time. And wherever you are in the world, figure it out from there. So thank you for doing this. And now we're going to continue where we left off with the cycles of global warming and cooling. I do want to say, that all this is heavily documented. And it's based on real temperatures, like Richard was saying, this person who did this. And this is the real data. And as I showed, as we're, as we're tuning this up, last time I spoke, the literally, we have cycles, okay? And we want to see those cycles. Look at this is 1200 AD. It was pretty hot. It's a lot hotter now then than now. And then what happens? Around 1280, it gets cool because this orange line is the temperatures, and it gets below. It drops minus one degree, which is what? Well, almost minus two degrees. Then it goes back up again to one and a half degrees. And then it goes back down. You can see it going up and down, up and down, up and down. Cycles of global warming and cooling from 1180 to present. That is, could be traced back 650,000 years. These cycles have been going on. As Richard very uh, clearly said, I don't think it's because of Western industry, you know, in 1200. 
in a thousand, okay, AD? Obviously not. Blatantly not. I mean, the fact is, uh, sometimes it's good to deal with facts, um, is that only point of all the global warming energies, which you're going to see in a minute, is primarily the sunspots, global warming gases, which do exist, represent only 0.04% of the global warming energy, all the global warming gases. And of those global warming, warming gases, carbon dioxide is 3.5% of a 0.04%, which makes it 0.001, da, 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 in a very small percentage. And there's no way, you, you, once you understand that, you can buy the complete uh, lie, really. It's, 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 it's beyond misinformation that you are causing global warming. But it's a great way to dis, uh, to imprison the planet with this false theory. Because you can see, it was going up and down, up and down, long before industry ever entered onto the story. Okay, now we're going to continue. But I just wanted to review with that the, this picture. So now we're going to slide. Well, here's another example. Temperatures have fluctuated for thousands of years. So what you're seeing is that that 500 at the bottom, that's 500,000 years ago. It wasn't last week. It wasn't last 30 years. <laughs> warming coin, warming coin, warming coin. So that's the thing. In the Industrial Revolution, it already peaked before the Industrial Revolution even started. So now you're getting a feeling for how this kind of works. That, that this has been going on and they're just making a big lie because the data does not support that this suddenly started with industry and it's going up in a straight line. It just isn't what it is. It's just unrelated to reality. This is a science. Okay, so now we're going to take a look at where we left off and it, it, the relationship uh Cycle theory, okay, suggests strong, strongly that global warming and cooling is related to, and this is important, the number of sunspots in the global warming and cooling cycles. Less sunspots, global cooling. More sunspots, global warming. That's really all you need to know about that. Rotation of the Earth's ellipse around the sun. Ellipse. So there's, again, a cycle and very variation of the Earth's axis. So all three, but the main thing is sunspots. And Dr. Casey is the one who kind of discovered this. He was a, a retired NASA scientist. Next slide, please. So relational cycle, which is his theory, postulates climatic and geological manifestations on the Earth are permanently the result of solar changes and sunspots. It's the sun that is doing this. Okay? They can make up industry, they can make up whatever, but it's the sun. And that is, of course, a very powerful effect on this. Next slide, please. So this theory is 90% accurate. Remember, um, Last time I went through 41 different things that were false about global warming that was said. And now we're looking at something that was 0 for 41. Now we're 90% accurate versus the 0.7 accuracy of man-made global warming uh, known as anthropogenic global warming. AGW. So what, there's a theory of that. That's a computer-generated theory, uh, junk in, junk out. So it's all about human greenhouse gas emissions. There's just simply no evidence to support that. It's just simple as that. They're making it up. When we look at these charts of warming and cooling, we can say, okay, that's fine. Now we're in cooling now. And we dropped about one degree by 2010. So every projection of the Gore um, 
global warming and cooling, AGW, has been disproven. It's inaccurate. You know, the as I showed you last time, the Arctic Circle ice is increasing in size. It's not decreasing. Oh, polar bears have gone from 5,000 to 20,000. But under the Al Gore thing, they were going to go extinct. Well, if your population increases fourfold, that is not exactly extinction. And that's been shown, okay? In fact, the person who did the research in the polar bears got fired because lost her position as a professor because she was telling the truth. So what's new? Nothing really new here, is there? In this world, telling the truth, that isn't politically uh, correct, okay, which is called PC, which is called perverted consciousness. Perverted consciousness, think about that. That's what PC really means. Get you in trouble. So the Al Gore thing is 100% inaccurate. You know, New York City wasn't flooded. Uh, you know, Henry Hudson Parkway wasn't flooded with water. Uh, Florida didn't go underwater. None, none of that. And the Arctic Circle didn't become just water. It has actually increased in the amount of ice. So this is as wrong as you can be. Next slide, please. And the warming cycle ended in 1998, and it was definitely associated with decreased sunspots. Next slide. So this is what Dr. Casey's relation, we'll call RC cycle from now on, relational cycle. It says three basic points. Global warming ended in 1998, just like I mentioned. Next slide. The sun, now this is interesting. The sun hibernates every 206 years, which means we go into global cooling. So this solar hibernation is marked by a historic and cyclic reduction of sun's energy and number of sunspots. So it's energy too, but sunspots is the big player. Next slide. This theory predicts a global cooling a mini ice age, beginning around 2019. So in some places, certainly where I am, it's definitely been colder. And this global cooling peaks in 2030. Now, what I've also noted is I've been talking to people around the world, in some places it's colder, and a few places it's warmer. So I think there's some variations, but generally we're looking at global cooling. Uh, peaks in 2030, and then it starts to get warmer again. So, remember, it's a cycle. It's not a direct straight line. Next slide. Now, does anybody believe this? So, Casey's theory, does anybody believe this, this person from NASA? Well, let's be clear. An increasing number of astrophysicists, geophysicists, and paleoclimatologists are studying the role of the sun in climate change. Okay, so somebody's they're studying. Now, what are they concluding? First, they examine the role of number of variations in distance of the sun from the Earth over time. Remember, it's an ellipse of the Earth. And then they correlate sunspot activity with periods of global warming and cooling. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. That's not complicated. And you can measure that a variety of ways. Next slide. So what we're seeing is since 1998, there's been a downward trend in sunspot activity. That's a st it has started. Next slide. So the Russians did it. Okay. Russian Academy of Sciences. 2007, and we're entering a new little ice age. Now, that's not a Russian propaganda, okay? They actually have researchers, and they're, they're, they are tied to the globalist agenda to make us think that we're uh, having a straight line of global warming. They're not tied to it. So, 2007, 
The Russians are already disrupting the globalist plan. You can read into what I just said. Next slide. Okay. By 2017, there were over 58 scientific papers supporting the science of global cooling. Okay? 58 scientific papers. And just as a footnote, there is no scientific papers that support we're in global warming. That's a fact. Okay, next slide. So, contributors to these papers included people from China and Russia and U.S. and Italy. They all looked at climate change from the perspective of their regions and timescales. So, it's a global perception. And, of course, it completely disproved the uh, Al Gore theory with hard science. So, we have no peer-reviewed evidence to support Al Gore's global warming theory. Next slide. And there are many scientists who more and more are not supporting it. So, understand, this is not just some kind of weird thing. For example, uh, in 2009, by 2019, there was a global warming petition, mostly signed by scientists, 31,487 scientists did now not support that. Okay, 31,487. I did debunk this 97% of scientists as a complete play with numbers. This is real. People signed it. They signed the petition, okay? They didn't sign it, one person, 31,487. That's how many scientists signed it. So understand, there are a lot of people who are not playing the game. Next slide. They're not being bought off. Okay. And again, even America... Their scientists agree there's no evidence that shows human beings are heating our planet through industry and by lifestyle. There's, there's no significant impact. Next slide. And um, even the UN's intergovernment panel on climate change, they, they agree there could be 17 inches by the year 2100. It's Probably, honestly, in terms of what I said last time, maybe an inch. Next slide. It's a fraction. Sea levels have been rising 3.4 millimeters per year. So that's 0.134 inches per year. So it's not a lot. Okay. And this is NASA satellite. And this is, I believe, unfiltered. Okay. Next slide. Um, so, in 2008, Gore, and I don't want to focus on Gore, because who's Gore? It, 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 basically, you know, is it a mad bull trying to gore people with false evidence? Which is what we're talking about here. He's saying the entire North Pole cap will be disappeared in five years. You know what? It's still there in 2020 and 2022, and the Arctic ice cap is now getting bigger. And I did show you the pictures that it is getting bigger. Okay, what can I say? Here's the pictures, and it isn't water. It's an ice cap. In other words, Gore completely was wrong. But they did scare people. Next slide. So, um, this is about the computerized models, which are meaningless. What we're talking about as a clinician is, you know, does the person have a temperature? Is it low? Is it high? We put the thermometer in and we take the temperature. It's not real uh, rocket science here. It's really basic stuff. So there's a study in the Journal of Nature Geoscience 
found that climate models were faulty because they were models. They weren't based on reality. We have reality with this. You're measuring temperatures. You're taking pictures and you're seeing the, you know, the polar ice cap either getting bigger or smaller. It's not complicated. And what one author said, we haven't seen that rapid acceleration warming after 2000 that the models predicted. That's because the predictions are made up. They're just computer models. Models, not reality. So we're talking reality. Take a picture. You see the global ice caps getting bigger. That's not a model. That's reality. And it's good to have a little reality in, in our daily life. You know, it's like they're creating this big lie. And wait, but there's reality here. Next slide. At the University of Alabama, Huntsville, so the Earth's atmosphere appears to be less sensitive to changing CO2 levels than people have thought. And, and what I'm saying is the CO2 levels really don't make that much difference in the temperature. As I explained, in the big picture, it's 0.04% and it's 3.5% the CO2 of the 0.04. It's very, very little difference that CO2 makes. It's just making it up. We need CO2. Plants need CO2. From the CO2, they make carbohydrates. They make uh, food for us to live. Next slide. So you can see there's a variation from, you're going to see from 1600 to year 2000. And again, hard science. Less sunspots are directly related with global reduced global warming temperatures. It's straightforward. It's really not complicated. Okay? There's nothing that you can twist. This is the way it is. Less sunspots, the reduced global temperatures are connected to less sunspots. The Dolphin Minimum, which is a, a mini ice age occurrence, uh, was in the early 1800s and was associated with the lowest number of sunspots. Napoleon wasn't paying attention to the stars, to the sun, and in 1815, 1812, 1815, they were frozen out. It was really the wrong time to try and invade Russia. Okay, and there was global cooling from 1650 to 1700. That was called the Amander Minimum. What was the global cooling related to? Less sunspots. It's like, again and again, the Dalton, minimum ice age, the Maunder, a minimum ice, you know, a minimum sunspots. Next slide. Okay, and here we are again. This is another graph, and it makes it a little clearer. So we have uh, around 1650, the, the man... Uh, Mander minimum is, uh, that's global cooling. Those are sunspots, number of sunspots. Just look on the left, number of sunspots, okay? Less sunspots, more global cooling. More sunspots, more global warming. The delta minimum, less sunspots, more global cooling. It's very straightforward. It's, it's hard to ignore hardcore reality. I know we're trying to do it in a variety of ways and Isaiah said in, 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 in the verse 520, he said, what is up will be considered down. What is bitter will be considered sweet. Sweet will be considered bitter. Etc. That's all we're saying is that they're trying to literally turn reality upside down. And everywhere you look at the gender thing, the well, let's just stay with this. So what I'm trying to say is, well, we need to be grounded in this. We can see the blatant evidence. And I want to say that people have asked it to get a copy of this. And my offer to you is, yes, but you got to share it with other people. Why are we doing this? Let's be real clear. The more people we can educate you don't need that many people, the less you're going to be able to pull off that we're in global warming when it's actually cooling. Now, again, 
It's it's like people, the mass psychosis that has been initiated, as different people talked about, they're going to try to pull that, make that happen with the perception of global uh, warming when it's actually global cooling. Next slide, please. So we had a solar minimum, 1793 to 1830. And what was that connected to? Lower sunspots. And that was 1816 was the year without a summer because there were less sunspots and it gets cooler. Next slide, please. Now, NASA, even in 2011, released data that confirmed solar hibernation, that means a decrease in sunspots, was happening as predicted by John Casey, who developed the whole RC theory. We're going to go just a little bit further before we stop. Next slide, please. So their research by NASA indicated the next phase of global cooling had begun. And it was marked by a drop in the ocean temperatures. Now, they can fudge this. This is what uh, Richard was talking about. They took the hard data, and they tried to fudge it, and they did fudge it. But when people go back and find the real data, it all confirms what I'm talking about. Next slide, please. So, the Hadley Center, University of Alabama, they seem to be really on top of this, with remote sensing systems. And they saw a significant drop in the Earth temperatures in early 2008. It started about 2008, 2010, where it became more obvious. Uh, and by 2007 and 8, there was a clear cycle. All oh, what we're we talking about. So they've been going on 650,000 years. Nothing new here under the sun. I'm making a little pun. Nothing new. Okay. And they were able to show there's a drop in temperatures in, in 2007 to 2008. Next slide. So what did they find? Uh, there's a drop of about uh, 0.588, about 0.6 uh, degree centigrade. About one degree Fahrenheit in the Earth's temperature between 2007 and 2008. And the Hadley Center reported another drop of 0 0.5, 0 0.59. It's the same thing. Next slide. So, we're going to stop here. But the point is, we are in the beginning of a solar hibernation. What's the result of solar hibernation? Uh, decreasing temperatures, global cooling, and a mini ice age. I'm not saying we're necessarily going to have a mini ice age, but it co could go that far. There's stuff we just don't know. But that's what we saw between 1793 and 1830. Again, this is not something new, some weird phenomena based to, you know, uh, human industry. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with natural cycles in nature of sun, sun and its sunspots. So we're going to stop there, and next week we will continue with this. And in a way, I think it's good because um, it's a lot of information. In this way, you're, you're, you're taking it a bite at a time, and we kind of we got the idea of these ideas here, the RC theory. Uh, which isn't exactly theory at this point. So I'm going to leave you with that. We'll meet again next week. Hopefully our technology will work in a better way. We'll start at 10 instead of 10.30. Okay. And I'm going to turn it back to Richard. But I, I bless everyone that as this process happens, not only are you going to see, wait, that's totally upside down. And maybe... Everything else they're telling us is upside down, too. Remember, sweet is bitter. Bitter is sweet. Prophecy. So this is a bittersweet type situation. And uh, 
our, our job is to rise above it, to share this truth as, as many people as possible and be elevated by helping people wake up that there's so many lies. This is an easy one to catch people on because it's hardcore science. And it's simple science. You know, it's simple. You measure. How hard is it to take measurements? How hard is it to count the sunspots? Well, I mean, you need some instruments. So it's it's really an easy one to show the fakery. So thank you and blessings. And may you continue to wake up and share this waking up expansion of conscious energy with all those people around you. I will make this slideshow available, but you got to share it with people at the end of our sequence when we finish. Okay, back to Richard. Perfect. Yeah, that was beautiful, Dr. Cousins. Thank you. I know it's getting pretty late where you are. You're in Israel, and it must yeah. be 11.20. 11.20. So we'll continue next week, and I thought your comments about science were really good. Um Science has to be no ego, you know. In fact, the the idea is that any of us, including me, Dr. Cousins, any of you guys, if you have a scientific attitude, it's very much like the attitude of spiritual quest and trying to find out the truth. If you find out that you're wrong, any of us are wrong, that's great because it means you get closer to what's right. And, you know, it, it's not it's not a waste. It's like... Something like when Edison was trying to do the light bulb and he was failing and failing and failing hundreds of times. And people would famously tell him, aren't you discouraged by now? You know, how many times does it take to get discouraged to do it wrong? And he kept saying, no, this is great because now I know one more way not to do it. And it's the same with knowledge. And, you know, if uh, Dr. Cousins finds out tomorrow that suddenly there's no correlation with sunspots after all this correlation. He's not going to say, no, this can't be right, you know, because it's not what I said on the radio. He's going to say, oh, good. Now it looks like this. But at the moment, the correlation with sunspots looks really solid. And that's all we need to know. So, uh, But we keep looking, and science is never settled. So just because we find out that there's a correlation with sunspots now, doesn't mean that you stop paying attention. You know, question authority. Don't don't believe anybody who says the science is settled. It's only settled for a minute. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that the meditation that Dr. Cousins shared as a precursor to the main uh, daily meditation for world peace, people should, you know, realize too that imagination, he was telling you to imagine world peace and all these things with light surrounding the globe and and people could think well that's just imagination to feel better so that you could calm down and not worry when the world blows up and that sort of thing but actually imagination is connection to, connected to creation and i don't remember the exact root of the etymology of the word i think it may be imagio meaning i create and imagination is powerful and to see the real potential results of it, you have to have it coordinated and focused and relaxed. And it's being used every day, but scattered. And I think what Dr. Cousins is suggesting is, all right, here's a way to focus it. And you, you can't have full focus with tension, so you have to relax, focus it and leave it in one place, and then watch what happens. And there's already plenty of clues on a, smaller scale that it immediately affects the physical environment almost like the physical world is connected to consciousness you know which uh, it looks like a complete projection so we have unlimited power to change that and i think you know great project so dr cousins do you want to leave us with any last words or prayer or anything like that it's, it's not almost as if the physical world is connected to consciousness. It's absolutely the case. Okay? Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I want to point out that there's been over 300 studies since 1973 that show when people meditate together, 
there's a decrease in crime and violence. One study in Rhode Island, uh, 200 meditators came in. Meditating for the summer, crime rate dropped 43%. A fluke. They came back the next year, crime rate dropped 49%. It works. It's been proven over 300 times that our consciousness affects the environment, and more important, it affects the, envir- the consciousness of those around us. And we are literally have the power to affect the global mind. Literally, not figuratively. Right. And again, how many studies do you need? So I just want to emphasize the point. We have the power. We don't have military power, and we don't have political power, but we have the power of consciousness. And what I'm saying is it's time we begin to use it for the upliftment of humanity and the survival of the planet. Right. So everybody be blessed that you feel inspired to want to use your power of your consciousness to begin to shift the consciousness on the planet, to shift the global brain towards upliftment and expansion and peace and love and light and divine self. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Have a good rest tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah, we just finished this seven-day uh, juice fast with people all over the world, and I actually finished it today. Uh, came off the fast today. Uh, so it, it's really exciting to, you know, you get a little buzzed with all this. And so They're powerful. Really, I'm going to invite everybody to join us in the next fast. I mean, maybe we can put it out. Next fest is in August. August. So, yeah. anyway, the point is, we have the power to wake up the planet. And I'm saying, let's use it. Right. Use it. There is a study, it was by the Russians again. Russians are a problem. They, they found that with your mind, you could change the structure of DNA. That, it was a group of researchers and they actually proved that we can change it and that means in a, in a good way we can rebuild and reorder the DNA that may be disordered by the environment or the injection right that's pretty important stuff with so, no effects with what with no negative side effects right oh, that's how powerful the mind is literally we can reach We can uh, rebuild and change the DNA back to the world. So we have a lot of power. We've got to use it with consciousness and with love and with peace and with life. So again, maybe be, may we be blessed that we understand that we are sovereign beings. God made us in the image. It's time we use it. We're not slaves. Like the globalists would like us to think. No, we're sovereign beings. We have the power to uplift the whole world. May we be blessed that we use it in a good way. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, guys, that was Dr. Gabriel Cousins and continuing after a gap in our series, Conversations with Gabriel. And what he's talking about, I hope, can be taken really seriously by everybody because we do, his last point was probably one of the most important is we have a lot of power and we don't see it in the sense of consciousness affecting the environment and other behavior of other people because it's scattered It's, you know, self-canceling if you have it going in one direction and another direction. And when we're using the power of imagination in everyday life, for most of us, what, you know, you can check it yourself. What are you imagining? Things that you're worried about. That's your meditation. Even if you say, I don't believe in meditation. I don't believe in imagination. I don't believe in anything that Dr. Cousins is talking about. You're saying you don't believe in it. You're using it 
nonstop. And so since you're using it, I don't know how to stop. I mean, I think you're imagining something all the time. And it, it can be measured electronically as putting off frequency based on the emotional state, not the thought, but the emotion. And that is what he's talking about for affecting the outside environment and even the behavior of other people. And he gave a really important example in the studies of the meditation affecting um, the crime rate, lowering it. And what that means is that you're affecting and changing the behavior of other people who are not into the kumbaya attitude <laughs> or any other positive attitude. They're murdering and raping and stealing and doing all, kind of, all kinds of things in or out of government. And the meditation that he was referring to in the study did not involve having to talk to the criminals and say, you know, you really shouldn't be murdering because we're going to do this meditation and it's going to really calm things down, so stop murdering. They couldn't do that. They didn't do that. They just did it internally in focusing what they were radiating and imagining and broadcasting without speaking. And other people's behavior just changed. It would be interesting to know the mechanism for that. But, but people who are into a violent mentality got different ideas. And I'm suggesting that this could work even on people who are totally unreachable by normal means, like the ones that are in control of the world right now. So I'm, I'm really in agreement with this idea of Dr. Cousins to use consciousness. It's not, well, we can't use anything powerful. All we've got is consciousness, so we might as well do that. It's just the opposite. Consciousness is the most powerful. And that's where we're talking about a field that I, I'm just trying to think of a word for it, you know, what, what we're looking at here. And I thought, what about transformation physics instead of just quantum physics? Because it's not just to see, well, can we make a little difference in a random number generator by focusing a certain way? I want to see us heal the world. You know, a lot of songs have been about that. And I agree with Dr. Cousins that just because we haven't done it up to now doesn't mean we can't do it now. So that that's really the reason that we ended up starting Planetary Healing Club. It was, yes, it was to talk about um, forbidden natural healing principles and things like that. But what we ran into very quickly, and there's a link on the screen that Doug kindly put up. Thank you, Doug. And um, what we ran into quickly is that, yes, you can alter your physical health condition by details of your everyday lifestyle, improving those. But in a short time, what it ran into is that we have addictions to habits and attachments and using the force of willpower most of the time doesn't work long term. And so we had to talk about using consciousness to eliminate the need for willpower if you want to improve your life, transform your life, um, and found out you can do that. It's totally in your hands. Just like Dr. Cousins is talking about um, changing the environment and the behavior of violent people more into harmony. Yeah, you can actually even do that, but you start with yourself. If you want to have more power, healing power to share with the world, you need to start by becoming aware of what you're carrying around right now and all the time in your thoughts. And then you find out there's an emotion connected to every one of those thoughts and it's powerful and it controls what you're putting out, not just for a few minutes in meditation, but all the time. And if you become aware of it, you can decide what you want it to be. And this is massive power. I wish I had a way to describe how potentially powerful it is. But the best way to know is to find out. So that's what we're working on in Planetary Healing Club. And if you feel like 
being part of that, you're welcome. PlanetaryHealingClub.com. Um, or do it some other way. Do it yourself. You, The power is not in some group. That's just a support and a direction. The power is in you. And, and uh, I, in many decades of studying what the global powers, the unseen global power structure and where it's going and why, I think that their greatest fear is actually you becoming aware of your potential and using it. So that's why what they have to do at all costs is keep us dumbed down, keep us hypnotized, feeling selfless, being afraid of everything, being afraid of, I don't know, global warming, global cooling, climate change, no climate change, each other, the rulers, God, every, just be afraid of absolutely everything. And that way you be, stay weak. So what I wanted to do is see how we could get rid of that first problem of being afraid. And it turns out that fear, which has no conscious use at all, has no value, it doesn't make you a bit, even a better fighter or anything like that. Fear is counterproductive and useless. So how do you get it out of your life? And it turns out that fear is a 100% a projection of your mind. It's like stress. It doesn't come from other people. It doesn't come from circumstances. It doesn't come from anything that you perceive as a threat. It comes from your reaction and your response to that. That's projected by mind in a misguided way trying to help you. And there are ways to reverse that and we want to see how quickly can we do that and well the, those parts have been done by many of us but how quickly can we fully use that to change not just the behavior of the criminals in a small environment but the criminals running the planet because if you change their attitude some big things happen that's what the club is about so let's see what else. Stay in touch with our website at lostartsradio.com and you can uh, watch the shows that we put out on our Brighteon channel and Bitchu channel and Blog Talk Radio channel and iTunes channel and many uh, audio and video channels that we've got going on. Lostartsradio.com on our uh, radio show tab has a lot of information on that and there's all kinds of other free stuff on that site that we post frequently and if you want to help us stay on the air this is all i don't know if you noticed but it's all commercial free and we rely on donations and a few other little projects that we've got to try to keep us going and fund all the larger projects that i'd really like to see started but we have to wait for the funding so there's a donate button on lostartsradio.com that goes straight to our nonprofit that is in charge of all this stuff, Lost Arts Research Institute. And there's a subscribe star channel or button that works also either one of those, the donate button or the subscribe star button work equally well. Or if you want to discuss how to do that, you know, if you're a larger donor, that's fine. Just write to us and We'll talk about it. Um, as I've said before, I'm also interested in talking to large donors that don't want to support us, that just want to do anything good in the world. We're in touch with a lot of projects that need funding, and I'm not going to charge you. I'm a consultant, and I'm not going to charge you for any of that and just give you some ideas. And to me, the urgency and the priority is to uh, not just stop the destructive agenda which intends extermination of life on the planet, but reverse it. You know, this doesn't have to be hell on earth just because it's a physical world. It can be the absolute opposite. And I feel at this point that it's totally in our hands. It's in your hands. One person can make a massive change without being a billionaire if you are brave enough to work with your own consciousness. And your connection to where you came from. You know, the thing that the religions call God. I'm saying it's not a belief, it's real. And you can connect to it, it's where you came from. And the experience is way beyond arguing, arguing about who's got the right belief. You know, find out. It's like 
same as in the science that Dr. Cousins is talking about. So you have X amount of time left in the day or the night right now and in the rest of your life. And so do I. And I'm saying, let's help each other and make the best use of it we can. And we can make this place, even though we're here briefly, we can make it incredible. So it's a good time to start. Thanks for being here. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Take it easy.